I'm CC Wagner. I go to Texas Christian University in Fort Worth, Texas. I am 20 years old, and I've been a part of the Blue Devils for going on five years now. Awesome. So, um, yeah. in your own words, um, how would you describe drum corps for the non-drum corps people? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because, like, I feel like every drum corps person has their own sort of variation on what, like, in essence, drum corps is. Mm-hmm. Um, because we all have to, like, explain to the one person in our family or, our, like, non-music friends, like, hey, what do you do all summer? Like, why are you gone? Yeah. And be like, well, <laughs> do I want to give you the short or the long answer? Um, man, I would, I would just describe it as, like, the most high-octane youth activity that there is, mm-hmm. honestly, out there. Um, it, to, to put it put it pretty bare bones and then past that it's just like oh you know it's just marching band on steroids with uh college college age high school to college age students um yeah competing okay awesome um so like how old were you when you first discovered drum corps how old was i when i first i was 14 is that right yeah because i was a uh I was a freshman in high school, and, um, you, you know, it was like, I, in fact, I remember it, like, down to the moment, almost. Um, I was a freshman in high school, and after our morning block for March band camp, like, before classes actually started, uh, I was leaving, and I got in, the, got in the car with, like, my friend's mom, and, because we were all carpooling together, mm-hmm. because we lived near each other, and so, like... We just finished rehearsal, and I got in the car with two other friends of mine who were sophomores. So I was a little freshman, and we're driving home, and one of them says to the other, like, hey, you're going to go to DCI tonight. And he was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't gotten a ticket yet or blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what's DCI? <laughs> and as if it were like, as if it were like something that was too cool for me, they were like, oh, it's nothing. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't want me to be, like, in on this on this thing. And I was like, well, fine, okay, whatever. And um, anyway, I got another friend of mine to, like, show me the way, I guess. And uh, the first video he showed me actually was uh, Madison Scout's 2011. So from that year. The year was 2011. And he showed me their, um, like, a video of their closer from that year, which was uh, Empire State of Mind. And they had, like, the four guys screaming up in the pit and i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is nuts (laughs) and uh and then following that i saw um a complete video of phantom regiment from that year 2011 so they did the uh the romeo and juliet show that season and um at that point i was hooked and so you know i just you know was watching everything i could on youtube and Mm -hmm. wherever awesome so i guess you kind of answered the next question which is did you march in high school Yes, yes. So I was a um, I was a mellophone player and a drum major in high school. Uh, so I was involved all four years, and uh, yeah, no, that was definitely part of my budding interest in in drum corps mm-hmm. and like the marching arts as a whole. Gotcha. What drew you to DCI? Like, you obviously like 
just by describing that, like your friends introducing it to you, you were watching it on YouTube and everything, you seemed to love it. So is that kind of what just, you knew like once you graduate or not even when you graduated, but like once you were done with high school band, you knew you wanted to do that? Yeah. So I like, okay, it's just, this is kind of like funny. It's almost pity how I got into actually marching. Um, because, okay, like, I was totally obsessed, like, I had the bug, and, um, after my freshman year of high school, there was another kid in my band program, a trumpet player, mm -hmm. that had auditioned at Blue Coats and ended up getting a spot, and I remember being like, what? Like, there's no way, because this thing that had seemed so far removed from, like, my environment was suddenly, like, in my own yeah. town it's like wow this guy's gonna go march blue coats and he's only a year older than i am you know mm -hmm. he was he was 16 and um and so yeah like he went and marched in i think he marched in 2012 and then he came back you know the following summer and was like obviously this you know super band hoss kind of a kid yeah and um you know i and then Honestly, like at that point, I was like, well, you know what? Like, if he can do it, if he can do it, I think I've got a pretty good shot. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to audition. And so I, and so I did. And um, it just so happened, like, you know, because, because we were both like big into blue coats at the time, that's where I, that's where I ended up. That's where I wanted to audition. Mm -hmm. And so I had kind of that connection with through him there. And uh, yeah, no, the chips fell that way. That's really cool. So, like, um, I assume nobody in your family, like, marched at all, or? No, nobody in my family marched, uh, drum corps, but my family, my family's always been pretty musically involved. Mm -hmm. Um, my mom actually was a flute player throughout most of her, you know, like, um, grade school years, and she ended up actually being a drum major, I think, when she was in middle school. Okay. And that was back, she had, like big hat and mm -hmm. like a, a mace and everything so kind of if you think like uh like you know OU sooner band like that's kind of the, th the mm -hmm. thing she was doing um and then my older brother was probably my biggest influence in like all my life choices when I was a kid so he was in band and so that's what made me want to be in band okay. but uh but yeah no I hadn't heard a drum corps until you know that uh that one day in freshman band camp it's a life-changing thing. I remember hearing my first drum corps. I guess it was Crown 2013, yeah. seeing that, and it was nuts. I was just like, I can't believe people do this. Like, this yeah. is insane. And that was that was my freshman year, too, I guess. Well, and yeah, because was... it's, it's such a novel thing to just kind of see. Like, imagine, I mean, okay, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, gymnastics. Okay, mm -hmm. imagine if for 15 years your only exposure to gymnastics had just been like the local gym in your hometown where like you know the, the like seven to 11 year old girls would just do their routines mm -hmm. and then suddenly like somebody shows you like oh hey here's the olympics you know yeah. and you watch you know whomever do what and it's just like you know mm -hmm. like that's that's if I could make create any accurate analogy, I think that would have to be like the closest thing. Because mm -hmm. I just remember like watching. I was like, first of all, why are people taking professional level videos of marching bands? Like, when did this start happening? Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it just it totally <laughs> blew my mind. You know, it's a it's a different world compared to high school band. Yeah, man. Um, mm -hmm. so you march blue coats. Um, what made you switch over? 
Well, it's it's kind of a it's an interesting question because everybody everybody asks this or wonders this and is like you know like oh like what happened what made you want to leave or what to you know pulled you away and it's it's usually like in in my case at least it was never like like any one thing or it wasn't that I had a bad summer you mm-hmm. know at the Bluecoats I didn't I, I made a lot of great friends actually it was a lot of fun um, but with with the Blue Devils when I was in high school um, the techs that were hired by my band director to teach us um, were all Blue Devils people okay. and former Blue Devils current Blue Devils and, and honestly like I, I do credit those people as being some of the biggest influencers on myself. I mean, not just, of course, as like a, a, a marching person, mm-hmm. but, you know, as kind of a human being. And, um, you know, it just, it, it felt, it felt right to me, you know, and I was, I was very kind of bent at that time on, on following in their footsteps, so to yeah. speak. Um, because I just like, I admired these people so much. And, um, you know, funny enough, I ended up marching with one of them in, in 2014. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and just the, the allure of it all. I mean, it was, it was something that, that I wanted to achieve, um, to be a part of like this, this sort of ensemble that like had mystified me mm-hmm. and like, not in a, in a way that's necessarily like better than like the goats, because I mean, at the time I was, I was just so about everything drum corps mm-hmm. that, I mean, it didn't, there wasn't a, there wasn't like a, a leveling system in my head of like where everybody was to me it was all just incredibly i mean it was it's pageantry and like that's that's kind of how i viewed it is just this really sort of sparkly you know kind of theatrical thing yeah which if you ever march drum corps or talk to anyone that marches drum corps you understand immediately that it's not but you know that's that's where i was and so yeah you know i i had i had had this ideal for so long and so i decided to kind of go after it and uh and yeah, that's kind of led me to, to where I am here. All right. Um, so, like, are you close with any other, like, drum majors from other cores? I love this question because, <laughs> yes, I am. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's it's really cool. Every single, you know, season before any cores kind of get the ball rolling with schedules and rehearsal and all that dci actually hosts this big like leadership summit mm-hmm. where you know all sitting or future drum majors for all all the drum corps like come together and learn like we sit in on these seminars that are put on by past drum majors by people of great influence of great education and we spend a weekend um just kind of like learning you know and and talking to each other and Mm -hmm. sharing experiences and how you know this you know this has worked for us in our core and like this has been a red flag and like watch out for that and make sure you know this and just kind of creating a a bank for each other with with information and with knowledge Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah like that was actually that happened this the very first weekend here in january and um the great thing about that is, you know, of course you get to you get to learn so much, but yeah. you also get to kind of forge these bonds and these friendships with other drum majors because although, you know, although we are surrounded by 
149 plus other people during a drum corps tour. Like being a drum major can kind of be a bit of a lonely thing at times um, because you don't really have like a section. Yeah. I mean, you've got your other drum majors, but that doesn't quite compare to being a member of like the tuba section or to being in the color guard or like the snare line, you know, it's, it's a different dynamic. And so to put, you know, all of those people together, it's like, suddenly it's like, Oh my gosh, like you guys, you, you're my people. Like we all know each other's pain, so mm-hmm. to speak. We can, we can empathize and, uh, in, in all these different ways, you know, that we maybe can't over the yeah. summer. Uh, so yeah, no, I've, I've got, I've got quite a few friends in, in other cores and also um i'm a member of a of a leadership collective that uh was founded by samuel crawford who's the blue coat drum major mm-hmm. and um and that's called silent command and so you know currently still marching we've got myself for blue devils samuel at blue coats carl huang at santa clara claire albrecht who's a current cadets drum major formerly carolina crown ross werner was their drum major last year um and then just a bunch of other great correspondents, Caitlin Orski with Boston Crusaders. And, um, yeah, no, like we're all, we're all good friends and we all have this, this shared sort of pursuit of, of education and like teaching kids things that we wish that we had been taught when we were just like beginning Mm -hmm. in the drum major sort of role. That's awesome. Um, I'm actually planning on sometime maybe trying to get to talk to Samuel about silent command a bit. Um, I've been looking into that. Oh, yeah. Since, um, Claire, actually, she uh, was a drum major at my high school. And no so, way! Yeah. So I, I kind of know so her, cool. but not like too well. But And I see Samuel every once in a while right. with her. So it's kind of it's neat. But Yeah. Um, no, they're adorable. They really are. Yeah. So I guess I had another question, which isn't on the sheet. So... And it's like, okay. you made me think of it when you said, like, drum majors don't have, like, their section or whatever, like, you know, they're by themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, um, the rest of the core, do drum majors, like, are they treated the same by the staff or do they, like, do they stand out more or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are they, how, how does that work? It, it depends on the context. Um because as as members i mean our you know our dues are the same our you know the amenities like we're treated exactly like every other member in that in that um regard but in rehearsal and in rehearsal responsibilities it's obviously a little bit different Mm -hmm. um something that just comes to mind at some quarters this is a drum major role at other quarters uh, like Blue Devils, it's it's more of a volunteer sort of secondary role, which is the the metronome. Mm-hmm. Um, so more cores recently have been moving towards just creating a position um, in which one person comes on tour with the core and runs the metronome, and like that's all they do. Mm-hmm. And um, other cores sometimes like one of the drum majors will do it, or the drum majors will switch off. But we've gone the route of making it a position, and we call it the field assistant, mm-hmm. and that role is for i mean for example it's bar none the most stressful position in any drum corps (laughs) any any drum corps and people will tell you that and it's true because you know you 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 uh ask like you know are you guys treated differently with like this and that it's like well i mean yes in this way because the field assistant the person running the metronome if they make a mistake 
everybody knows instantly. Yeah. You know, like if you're marching, if you're like marching euphonium, if you're, you're marching lower split third euphonium and you crack a note or maybe you were like a, a step off your dot, Max, you and like two other people know, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's like, OK, cool, I'll get it next time. But if the person that hits the button and start reps doesn't get something right, then it's just, just like, Pwah! everything mm-hmm. comes tumbling down, you know? Um, so in that regard, you know, it's like, yeah, the standard is a, kind of a little bit higher, you know? Like, I, I do my best to not muddy up instructions, to make sure that I'm being clear, to make sure that I do my job correctly so that everybody else on the other side of things can do their job Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where that dichotomy sort of resides is that i mean yes we are members of the drum corps but you know the the consequential element of what we do is just kind of it's it's almost like being a stuntman you know it's Mm -hmm. like you just have to kind of like do it and and make sure that you've got a good head on your shoulders so that you know everything just kind of keeps going smoothly um so yeah, it's yes and no, you know. Okay. That's your question. Yeah. Um. So like, how do you when you're like not with the rest of the core, or when it's like, like now? I guess it's. I mean, rehearsals have kind of started with camps and stuff now. But like, how do you how do you practice mm-hmm. when you're not, like when it's not when it's the off season? How do you practice? Well, this is something that I think is very similar to um i don't know if you're a music major um but uh any any person that studies conducting um and is is you know going to school to to be a conductor or Mm -hmm. to you know become a better conductor the funny thing with that is that you can't practice conducting because to practice conducting you need to have an ensemble you know Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of the same way with being a drum major, not not in the conducting aspect, but in that it's hard to practice being a drum major because yeah. so much of so much of what we do is like it's in the moment. It's like it's thinking on your feet. You know, it's like you can't necessarily rehearse thinking on your feet. You know, you can try and drum up situations like, hey, what would you do here? What would you do if this happened? But a lot of times you can't really learn unless you actually are thrown into these situations and you come away from it remembering or, or rather figuring out like, okay, that was the right thing to do or maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's more like the, uh, that's more kind of the logistical managerial side of things because I tell kids all the time, you know, with being a drum major for a drum corps, it's, it's like maybe like 10% conducting, you know, mm-hmm. the field show and the rest of it just falls on logistics and managing the equipment, making sure that roles and responsibilities on the team are defined, being punctual and being on top of all the tasks and sort of extra work that's put on you by, you know, administrative staff or brass staff or percussion staff or whoever it is. Um, so that, you know, everything on the member side of things can happen, you know? So, you know, like I said, with that, it's, it's difficult to sort of practice, but, with the with like the conducting part of it, you know the the show and everything, it's it's kind of the same as any sort of musician would would practice. You know, we get typically we get a MIDI recording of 
the score for whatever piece of music that we're mm-hmm. working on. Um, and then with that, we also have the score so we can mark it up, follow along, and make sure that we're solid on what sort of the, I guess you would you call it like the blueprint or the schematic of the music is. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, we're able to kind of work a bit more efficiently with whatever staff member we happen to be paired with um, when we actually do have to, you know, start rehearsing the, the horn line in different sections. Um, so, yeah, just like familiarizing ourselves with scores, making sure we're good with tempi, and, you know, of course, just being solid on conducting are, are ways that we can prepare ourselves before we get in front of everyone. Okay. How does it feel, like, to you going into the 2018 season after having the undefeated season and a championship? Is it press- does it put a lot of pressure on you and the rest of the core? Well, you know, I, I I looked at this question a couple days ago, and it it does kind of make me chuckle a little bit because, you know, what's what's unique about the Blue Devils organization, kind of intrinsically, is that everybody involved has been involved for decades. Mm-hmm. Like all of our all of our caption heads, our our administrative staff. I mean, everyone's everyone's old guard. I mean, they've been they've been doing this thing since you know '80s at the you know latest probably. Mm-hmm. And so they've seen a lot of Blue Devils drum corps, is what I'm saying. And you know, for someone for someone like me who really relatively has not been around for that long. I mean, compare compare the five years now that I've been know involved with core activities to the oh god 25 some odd that john meehan's been teaching plus the 10 before that where he was marching Mm -hmm. you know like it's just there's there's no there's no comparison to be made like you know it's just it's always it's just always something new you know and um so we try to approach the season that way no matter what happens the previous year, okay, you know, and, and that maybe that sounds kind of like a little bit trite to be like, you know, we're always looking ahead and stuff, but <laughs> like, but it's true. I mean, like we, we try to treat every single production and every single Blue Devils drum corps as, as just kind of like its own like little pearl of, mm-hmm. of existence. Yeah. Drum corps as a whole. I mean, it's just, there's so much, there's so much work and there's so much just incredible, like th- crazy crazy levels of of devotion that like goes into this thing Mm -hmm. for it to just kind of end and like it's like it's the ending of of like a chapter in a book you know and um we begin anew and so you know right now our focus is is of course just making sure that we've got you know the right grouping of people to kind of take take everything down the road you know and so the focus is always putting together a solid blue devil drum corps Mm -hmm. and from that point it's just about it's just about making our product as you know absolutely effective as as we can you know not not in a in a competitive sense but i mean you can never dismiss that because yes drum corps is a competitive activity but in its own right you know i i've had the privilege of being around and working with the designers uh you know jay murphy scott chandler John Mian, Scott Johnson, Wayne Downey, like the list goes on. Like these guys who, 
who work so tirelessly throughout the summer to just make sure that what we have is is like the right thing and it's mm-hmm. the right form and it, it serves the production and it serves the members and it serves the core in in the best way and uh you know there's so many times where i'll just be out on the field during a design block and like you know jay murphy's just kind of shaking his head like yeah that's not right you know we gotta to change that you know and so um you know i don't mean to like dance around your your question but it's mm-hmm. just that's that's really the root of it all is for us just making sure that we can we can achieve at the highest level that we are truly capable of and, and achieving the potential that every every single season is you know sort of re-upped so to speak and and make sure that we're able to to do that and so i don't think that there's pressure so much from the previous years you know the we're you know we're lucky and we're we're very i guess fortunate's not quite the right word but i mean we've had we've had a history of, of just excellence in the organization and to maintain that isn't so much the the focus as to just kind of you know continue to do this thing that has you know had or rather just created um such incredible like works of art throughout the years Mm -hmm. so yeah if anything the pressure doesn't so much come from you know trying to be better than the 2018 or the 2017 or the 2016 blue devils but to make sure that the 20 the 2018 or 2019 or the 2020 blue devils are the best possible blue devils that they can be Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so that's a really good way to look at it like just not focusing on you know what you did last season just Mm-hmm. new mindset and it's a brand new yeah. show brand new year mm-hmm. totally um do you believe you made the right choice when you chose the blue devils i do i do and it's you know i kind of said this before like drum core drum core is not so different wherever you end up Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the things that makes this activity so great is that, that I mean, if you get if you get a dozen kids in a room who all marched different places, I mean, they're going to be as good of friends as 12 kids that, you know, did march together. Like, it's just, it's a shared experience among, you know, like hundreds, thousands, really, of, of young people. Um, but with the Blue Devils, I mean, it's... It's been this big process of of growth for me. You know, I've I've quite literally grown up doing drum corps and uh, predominantly with the Blue Devils, and so I'm certain that there's a lot of influence that's been had on me as a person um, from the people that I've been fortunate enough to to spend summers with, and then of course the instructors. And so when I when I listen to them or when I participate in rehearsal and I, I begin to kind of like notice things or, or, or find little sort of patterns of like parallelisms between like my MO and 
you know, the rest of the Blue Devils is I think when I kind of begin to understand like, yeah, no, this is where I am meant to be, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's really shaped me. It's really, yeah, it's, it's really just shaped me so much as a, you know, not, not just as like a, a performer, but like an instructor as an educator and, you know, as a, as a human being. And, um, you know, I find, I find comfort being around, you know, those people that have been working and, and, you know, being actively involved in, in the Blue Devils for, for generations now. And so, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely a place that I'm, that I'm comfortable to call, you know, home and, you know, the team. Mm-hmm. This last question I have on here, um, if you could perform any other show that isn't Blue Devil show, what would it be? Oh, God. Uh, it would definitely be Cavaliers 2006 machine. Okay. And what, what, what's the reason for yeah. that? Well, it, it is my favorite show. I will say that. Um, and I think, man, if you, if you haven't seen that show, go watch it. Mm-hmm. But that... That to me is like, that's like the epitome of, of old school meets like new school drum corps, where at the time they were just doing so, so many things that, you know, could be accomplished now, like using other methods, but like they were doing it, I mean, they were just doing it with what they had and like it was, it was raw and it was cool and it was just like, man, it was, it was great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But yeah. Cavies 06. I actually haven't seen that one. I'll have to watch it. You should. But, um, <laughs> I I was a huge fan of of Metamorph. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not yeah. just saying that because I'm talking to you. Um, that honestly sure. is probably my favorite drum corps show that I've seen. Um, just because, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what it is about it. It just feels like if it's a powerful show and, like, I um, I listen to it like all the time just because I love it and like, the closer, yeah. the very end of the show is my favorite part. <laughs> and then like with it when it's it says awesome, like, isn't it? it goes like the voiceovers like conquered Blue Devils and you guys hit that note, so so good. Uh-huh. But um, I was at <laughs> um, I was at Vanderbilt watching you guys rehearse in Nashville. And um, mm-hmm. that was a great experience. I gave um, Chris Gervais, the soloist, I gave him my uh, GoPro to put yep. on. And he recorded like a cam <laughs> oh, for me. Awesome. So it was a great experience. Very I definitely, cool. um, I'm not involved in drum corps right now, um, but love to be in mm-hmm. the future. I, got, I guess I got a couple yeah. more years I could do, but yeah. Yeah. And even, even if you don't march, I mean, the activity is developing so much to a point where, you know, like drum corps media is like now a thing, mm-hmm. you know, like I think it's so cool that like on Twitter, there are, there are photographers that are like associated with every drum corps. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I did like media and photography for like the, you know, for crown or like, oh yeah, I, Hey, I did photography for, you know, like Genesis. And I, you know, it's like, it's another layer of like networking and like membership almost yeah. and i think that's that's so 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 cool so yeah man they're just i mean that's one example but there's so many ways to just be involved and mm-hmm. to to uh yeah spend the summer with uh with the cores you know and so i guess to kind of close this out is there anything you would like to say to like 
just anybody out there who um, maybe a drum major who wants to audition or something yeah man it's I really think the best thing that you can do for yourself as as a young person especially who is looking to do this thing anything that I think is is of you know great value is to just never stop like never stop trying um, I've met plenty of people but I have plenty of friends who didn't didn't end up where they wanted to be on their first go round, um, but they kept after it. And you know, like second, third, sometimes fourth, fourth time trying, you make that drum corps, you achieve this thing you wanted to do um, because you've been persistent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important, and that teaches that teaches so much just for you know, just for a teenager or you know, you know a young person to to learn to learn patience, to learn, learn the value of hard work and. and it, because I mean, those are two things that I don't think <laughs> I don't think are uh, overused in this activity. Is is the value of of uh, you know grit and actually going for something and being determined about you know whatever having mm-hmm. that sort of passion. So yeah. whatever it is that you're that you're doing that you're striving towards, whether it's drum corps or otherwise, I think it's just you know it's something that you should indulge and keep indulging alright well um, I guess I'm going to close it out here um, thank cool. you so much um, this means a lot yeah. to me and um, yeah I guess that's really it no thanks for having me dude I had a blast it's been fun if we end up uh, I, I haven't looked at the tour closely but if we're like around Vanderbilt again or if we do that show again like shoot me a message on Twitter and you know, come out to rehearsal again. Say hi. Awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, dude. Cool. Well, um, I guess I will uh, talk to you later then. Cool. All right. Sounds good, Jason. Awesome. Thank you so much. Concord Blue Devils. <laughs>